At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lombic here, the world messenger, and inviting you for another epic episode of Legacy Leader Show. And this one is nothing short than epic, literally. Um, and we're going to be talking on some epic stuff that are happening here in Colorado with someone who has been involved um, through vision to growth planning, strategizing, all the way to implementation, and beautiful ways and disrupting educational system, one school and one project at a time. I have with me someone who has been in education for quite a bit of time, and you guys know that I'm super passionate about it myself, but is also creating opportunities for students specifically in Little Home Public School District, which he will share a little bit more about what they're running into, why this came about, and how this is going to create tremendous ripple effect across the state and across the nation. And I'm really, really anticipate across the globe as well. So without further ado, let me introduce you for a great colleague and friend, Bill Gilmore. Bill, how are you? Doing great, Isabella. Thanks for the kind introduction. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You are obviously a passionate educator. We all know how educators are underappreciated and also overworked and working hard to make magic happen. And you definitely have a fair share of that. Uh, but you did not give up on educating and continuing to uh, make big strides and leaps. And do you mind telling everybody that is now waiting for the EPIC understanding what EPIC stands for? I just want to everybody to hear from you first and what I what it is school all about and how this came about to begin with. Right. It's, it's quite the story. I, I guess I'll start with our school district. Uh, Littleton Public Schools is a smaller district. We have about 13,700 students in our district, and we're surrounded by some bigger districts. Uh, the, the four biggest districts in the state of Colorado, we've got uh, Denver Public Schools and, and Douglas County Schools and Jefferson County Schools and Cherry Creek Schools that surround us. So we're smaller, uh, but small but mighty. Um, I think the, the saying goes, uh, big enough to serve you and small enough to know you. Uh, and our school district, um, has a, uh, we really live by a mantra that we call the 100% goal. And that goal is that 100% of Littleton Public School students will graduate prepared for meaningful post-secondary opportunity. And uh, there's a lot in that. That means every student, no matter what, doesn't matter, you know, if they're straight A students or they're F students or, you know, if they are F students, why are they F students? Maybe we need to change what we're doing instead of asking them to change their approach to learning. But that has brought us to the point where we have developed um, some pretty strong education to career pathways in our district. And uh, those pathways are intentionally designed to 
allow our students to experience their education through the lens of careers in certain uh, industry sectors that are really hot in, in central Colorado, specifically the Front Range and more specifically the South Metropolitan area. So I'll give you a quick overview of those seven pathways and, and we can get a little bit more in, into detail on the other stuff. But those pathways include aerospace. Um, Colorado is the second uh, largest aerospace economy in the, in the United States, uh, which may be su surprising to some people around uh, the United States, but it's true. Um, also construction trades, um, healthcare, uh, entrepreneurship, natural resources, and I know, see, I always like forget them, that we're doing um, future educators who are actually growing our own students and computer science. I think, I think that was all seven. But the cool thing is our community also believes in the 100% goal. And in 2018, we passed a, a very large bond uh, to allow us to construct several new schools, some elementary schools, a middle school, and the soon to be finished Epic campus, which was designed and is being built specifically to support learning for the seven pathways in Littleton Public Schools. Mm, I love that. So for everybody watching and listening, reason why we're having this epic conversation and understanding what how the epic first of all came about, because we're looking innovation and transformation. And we know very well that, that it needs to also start in our educational system. We also know that we need to be having better workforce prepared for not only the existing jobs and existing demand, but also based on their skills, interests, and what naturally fits for them. So not everybody necessarily have to go to college and graduate programs or finish MBA or whatever might be the path, um, how we're being thinking about even approaching education altogether. Then also how not to leave anybody behind. Basically also allowing kids that are in very unprecedented underprivileged setups uh, in different school districts that are the inner city children, right? right. Children of color, children of immigrants, and everybody knows that I am gung-ho about all of that um, because uh, it's a different structure of society that we absolutely have to also address in a proper way. So Bill, do you mind sharing how, how did you do this and how you advocated and, and, and as a result, um, what's really coming up yeah i mean this has been my passion as an educator since i got into education is to create meaningful experiences for students where they don't have to ask like why do i have to do this why am i learning this it should be evident why they're learning it because they're doing it they're applying it and for us we really wanted to focus in on those areas uh it, for, that would lead students to careers with you know high demand living wage high capacity uh, that also allows students to enter the workforce right out of high school if they want to with industry certifications ready to go or you know if they want to go on to a community college if they want to join the military if they actually say hey I want to be an MD we're going to get you there as well and so uh, the, the really neat thing about this this campus um, is that we have actually changed our entire school district. They're in the process of changing it to, to ensure that there are no barriers for, for student access. Um, we will have um, staff on campus that will help uh, students with special needs. Uh, we'll have staff on campus to help with students who are not English language uh, as a first language. Um, 
and and we're going to have counselors on staff that are simply working full time with students to get them to where they want to go. Um, the students who are taking classes are going to be uh, taking concurrent enrollment classes, which means they get college credit. They're going to be receive industry certification. They're going to get content credit, so math, science, English credit, as well as you know the elective credit that they would normally get for these courses. We've got great industry partners sitting side by side with us, helping us create the curriculum and the learning experiences. A great example of that is Lockheed Martin. They have uh, an apprenticeship program called AMTAP um, that they use internally to train people up to technician level to actually build wiring harnesses and circuit boards for spacecraft. And we were telling them what we were up to and they were so excited that we're actually gonna replicate their lab in our school so that our students will be learning the same things so that then when they graduate, they will also be at a technician level, have industry certification, and will be guaranteed an interview with Lockheed Martin. So it's that kind of approach that we're taking. It's not, you know, there's no prerequisites to get into any of these courses. So a student could like literally have like a 0.0, .0 grade point average, say, I want to take this course at the Epic campus, and it would be a conversation with the the staff and if that student can sell themselves and they show the passion and are ready to go, they're going to come in and they're going to learn. I love that passion and I love this amazing innovative approach and disruption. So we're talking about top players in the industry, the largest billions of billions of dollars companies. When we're talking about Air um, Bell Airs, Air, um, sorry, Lucky Matron, Air, Airspace um, uh, divisions here that we have here actually in Colorado, but also creating these epic pathways for innovative mm -hmm. careers because. Uh, we're finally getting to catch on early on, right, with the high schoolers that yeah. are still refining and defining who they are and what they're all about. And, and then really going into career pathing with not only their passion, but true desire to become whatever that might be without no judgment and no right. in pigeonhole into specific type of either industry uh, or specific types of degree, because right. we also know the degrees that we, so many of us still paying or paying hefty fees for undergrads and grads and doctorates are being um, not necessarily the most effective ways uh, to, for us to apply ourselves in, in real world. Yeah, and I got a great example for you on that. In our construction pathway, uh, we recently had a, a conversation with a, a local company that builds RVs and trailers for camping, right? And they were so impressed with our plans and, and what we already have in place that they want to partner with us and create a free apprenticeship program through our construction trades program. They're going to bring RVs onto our site. Our students are going to finish them. And they say, you know, those students who show the aptitude and the willingness, we will hire them right away. And probably within two to three years, we'll be making six figures. And, and that's what we want. We want opportunities for our students who, you know, they don't necessarily need to go to college or maybe they don't want to go to college. Maybe they just want to get out of school and they want to get to work. We want to make sure that we can help them find that path. One of the things we did a, a, a lot of conversations with students in the planning process. And some of the things that they said to us is we want school to be a place where we can explore and find our passion. Or we can we can you know take what we're passionate about and and apply that 
into learning. They told us that they wanted a safe environment to do that. And they weren't necessarily talking about physically safe, right? They were talking about a place to fail safely, a place to take risks and, you know, to try something. And if it doesn't work out, hey, whatever, we learned and we're going to move forward. And so we heard that loud and clear. And, and we know that when students are passionate about their learning, they're going to take it to places that we can't predict. And usually those are really good places. So we're really excited to have students in this building starting in the fall of 2023, which is coming up really fast. Oh, that is fantastic. So when from that first initial vision and initial conversations, I can just imagine how excited you are and now to see not only programs developed, but building is being built and this amazing campus. And then now everything is coming together, the great companies and more obviously companies that we want to rally up. And that's why we're doing appearance and legacy leader show so that everybody not only can hear about, but come up with great solutions and ideas. And then how this fantastic model can be replicated anywhere else in the United States, right. and frankly, anywhere else in the world. And what's really interesting about this build, it is truly epic. It is so forward thinking and so disruptive and innovative. And with that in mind, virtually also, first of all, I want to kudos you. I'm your big fan and your work and, and, and everybody on your team that has been doing this, such a strong diligence um, to um, put so much effort uh, and, and put this to fruition. But also we're addressing something deeper, right? Because we were, we're looking what currently United States is facing and we're seeing huge gap in trade jobs that are actually yep. paying extremely well. And so many kids will actually be better off doing things with their hands and leverage their brains and skill sets in mechanical, motorical kind of aspects of the learning. But also, it's a deeper issue that you're addressing as well. Do you mind sharing a little bit of demographics and landscape and some pain points that you're seeing that this can really be glimpse of hope for families and, and then future of those families right. that are severely struggling, yet have very smart, capable kids to do more and be more? Absolutely. I, I think, you know, we've had some conversations with families uh, at, as we've we've done our design work on this and you know try and get a real sense of like what can we do to help those who maybe aren't as engaged in their education as they could be if if there was opportunity and you know one of the stories that really stuck with me is a uh, a, a family you know they're immigrants from Mexico um, parents don't speak a lot of a lot of English the, the the dad owns his own landscaping company and and his kids who are in high school are really busy helping with the family business, right? They're, they're working, that's all they wanna do is work. They don't wanna to go to school because it's meaningless, right? And when they found out that we're gonna be running a, a kind of like a landscaping thread through our natural resources um, pathway, and we're gonna have entrepreneurship alongside it, the parents and the kids sort of changed their viewpoint. They're like, this is something that we can dig into and has value. Our students or our kids, they, they were saying, you know, they can they can get industry certifications, they can learn from from uh, our industry partners and start learning about the business aspects of it. So now they're actually excited to stay in school as opposed to not be in school and be working with the family. The family needs them at work, but they also now are telling the kids, hey, there's high value in staying in school, graduating with this additional learning and then coming back to the family business. Um, and that's really what we're looking for is uh, 
finding out what the needs of our community uh, might be and, and finding innovative uh, ways to, to help them get to where they want to be. Brilliant. I just want to say again, I wish that all the companies uh, and then um, leaders that are watching, listening from all of those companies are taking this to the heart because again, it's a great way to partner, which we'll tackle in a second, but it's also a great way to remind how much power we have even to innovate and restructure things and rebuild um, internally with where we are to in any of the companies, however small, let alone however big, right? Right, right? And and then also point of entry, how we typically recruit, how do we find that talent, which lens we look through uh, things um, about that hard work ethics and entrepreneurship mindset. And what I love about like, you know, I'm being always involved in so many different things. To me, for kids that are also curious and really care about more than one uh, avenue of po as a point of entry, uh, do you mind sharing about, because you mentioned that they can start and if they see that this is not for them, or even if it is for them, but they're still curious about something else, doesn't prevent them to go through whole process of all of the programs or majority of programs if they want to. Absolutely. Our pathways are not set up to be in isolation. Students will not be tracked. They can pick and choose from, you know, they can take three different classes from three different pathways in a couple of years if they want to. It's not a problem. We want to encourage that. The pathways are built to kind of weave in and out of each other. Uh, take, take, for example, uh, our natural resources pathway lead and our aerospace pathway lead. We're talking about the projects they're working on and they quickly, quickly realize uh, that they 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 could they can work together. Um, if if kids want to do remote sensing to you know test the chemistry of certain rivers and creeks, they'll be working with our aerospace you know teams to create the hardware, and then they'll be working with our computer science kids to program it to do the telemetry to gather the data. Um, so uh -huh. there's lots of really cool ways uh, that we anticipate our pathways to sort of cross pollinate. But the cool thing is to find out what the kids come up with because they're, uh, they're gonna blow this out of the water. Um, our, some of our partners are super stoked about this including uh, Colorado Parks and Wildlife. They see the, the, the power in what we're doing and, and they're one of our main partners in the natural resources pathway. So you know they're gonna provide opportunities for our students to get out in the field and learn from professionals on how to take samples, how to do, how, how to apply the scientific method in the field, how to bring those samples back to our own labs and run run them and find out what the data looks like. So our kids are going to be utilizing industry-grade equipment, industry-grade analysis, uh, industry-grade software to to do their projects, whether it's you know creating a product, creating a service, or or otherwise. It's pretty exciting. I love that. And then to me, honestly, if I was having that opportunity years ago, and if I'm in that position, this would be dream come true because curious minds, creative minds, people that just simply have an interest more than in one aspects of life or profession, this is like a dream come true. But I also believe it's a great self-discovery process without being feeling pushed into it, right? Uh, which we mentioned a little bit earlier, but you build, you have your own children, for example, you know, and, and your kids are amazing achievers, but they're also very different. And recognizing as an educator and as a parent that doesn't fit cookie cutter approach 
and an approach to even education or profession for that matter. Um, how do you guide, if you don't mind, since you have now double side of the same coin, how do you navigate those different personalities and interests? And what would you suggest for all the parents and grandparents or, or friends and family members that are listening? Because right. that's been one of the biggest challenge from families, right? You drop off of the college, you have a now huge loan, you're now trying to go in different direction. Right. Soon credits don't transfer, since institution doesn't exist anymore, reputation, all of those things, just for the matter of that, yeah, you're going to be able to land really high paying job, but right. we know the realities of that. So do you mind sharing some advice for our listeners on that topic? Yeah, um, boy, you put, now I'm putting the parent hat on, right? That's fine. Um, you know, my oldest child uh, has some pretty significant learning disabilities, and he graduated from high school. Uh, during COVID. So what's that, two years ago? Um, and we actually have a program here in Littleton called Transition. So since he, you know, has some special needs, he got to stay in school and continue to work on his education skills and, and work skills um, while he was out in the workforce. Um, and so he just finished that program and uh, just got a new job uh, working uh, at a school for autis autistic kids. Um, and so in playing to his strengths, which is working with others, and definitely he has a talent for working with other kids with special needs, this is a, a really good opportunity for him. We didn't, we didn't find this opportunity for him either. We leaned on the experts in our school district. Uh, it's uh, the School to Work uh, program, and they found him this position because they know who Danny, who Danny is, uh, and, and that's really exciting. Now, my middle child, Teddy, he graduated a year ago. He was not ready for college uh, by any stretch of the imagination. When he graduated and, you know, we're talking about doing college applications, he didn't want to write essays. He, when he found out that he had to take English classes in college, he was like, I am not taking another English class. I just did four years of English in high school. What are they going to teach me that is remotely applicable to what I want to do when I grow up? And so we're like, hey, uh, maybe a gap year would be good for you. And so he, uh, he's like, that's a great idea. Um, and so he worked really hard um, in the summer and the fall and, and raised a significant amount of money for himself and is currently in Costa Rica, uh, just got done with a three-week Spanish immersion program and is now working in a national park. Uh, and he's going to do that for a little while longer. So, you know, wow. he, he wasn't ready for college, but all of a sudden, he's, he's been accepted to three different universities. He was offered all these scholarships, and he's finally decided on where he's wanting to go to school. He'll be a, a freshman at Montana State University uh, next year studying environmental sustainability. So wow. That yeah. is amazing. That's a great success story for both for Denny and Teddy. And I'm right. so glad you're sharing that because you recognize not only as an educator, but as a parent, that you have to have a different approach for each child, but also sure. you have to let them take uh, reins and be in driver's seat despite yeah. of the difficulty, obstacles and challenges. And, uh, and being there, not helicoptering, not pushing, not having demands and expectations, but truly simply offering support in different perspective. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, I'm, it's not like I'm, we're the perfect parents, you know, we, we, we're learning this along the way, just like everybody else. But like you said, if, if you allow the students to sort of be the leaders of, of their next steps with some guidance and support, 
um, it'll usually, in our experience, lead to some better outcomes. If we would have told Teddy, nope, you're going to college, he would have failed out, guaranteed. And then we would have been out, what, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, whatever it costs to send a kid to a, a state school these days when it's, you, know, you factor in room and board. Um, but now he's, he's, he's done it himself. And, you know, my youngest kid's still in high school and she's a sophomore, but, you know, she's a really good student and she's very, you know, hypersensitive to her GPA, unlike her brothers, right? All kids are different. Um, and, you know, she's looking to, you know, what courses should I take dad? And, you know, she's like, I really want to take this AP environmental science class. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. But now we have the Epic campus, we can go take some really cool natural resources classes there, then you're going to get college credit and you're going to get work-based learning experiences and industry certifications. He's like, yeah, but the AP is weighted differently. So if I go take those classes, my GPA might go down. I'm like, it'll be fine, Patty. 4.0 is a 4.0. If you have a 4.5, it doesn't really matter. You're going to be fine and you'll have a better experience. So she just needed a little guidance in that respect, right? So anyway, enough about my kids. Uh, you know, but it's just kind of a snapshot of, of what all families uh, are dealing with, with, with their kids and, and the different challenges they face. And, you know, every kid's different. And my, my advice is always play to their strengths and support their, their deficits. Brilliant advice. And I just thank kudos to you and your amazing wife uh, that is also an education system and edu educator herself. And then being so, such a dedicated, amazing power couple and, and also great parents. Uh, for So everybody who's listening, you know, it's it's a great to give advice. And I cannot give that advice from that other perspective that Bill can actually provide. But 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 just, again, loving children and being an educator and always continue to be a transition to educating actually adults, because I realized then ripple effect that they can create coming in their home and their environment because they do things differently and they're open to transform, innovate and do things better. So just so great to see how we're all in some ways all coming back together in a forefront of best interests either for that individual or a group or overall organization and with everything that is coming what would you say were some of the best lessons learned through this epic uh, growth and epic formulation of the entry points uh, pathways for innovation and, and careers for the students so that others that are curious that would like to possibly change, transform, or, or do more in their school districts right. across the nation. You know, it, it's really about doing homework, understanding your community, understanding the economic landscape of, of your community. Uh, for us, that was, that was key. Uh, you know, we, we can't create pathways that lead to jobs that don't exist in your community or uh, don't have the capacity to accept uh, employees, um, and then also listening to the school system. You know, there was a lot of anxiety at our home high schools that we would be stealing their best students and or affecting programs negatively or even uh, stealing teachers or, or, or FTE or what we call, you know, positions. Um, but we are able to fund this school separately so that they have their own uh, structure for, for hiring and paying. So it doesn't come out of our home high schools. And the way we've designed it is that everything that's happening at the Epic campus will actually enhance the programming at, and uh, the professional development of the teachers at the home high schools. And, and uh, it's 
it, I'm happy to say that it's actually, they get it and they understand it. And the teachers and the administrators at those home high schools are fully supportive of what we're doing with the Epic Campus. And we truly see it as a, uh, an educational ecosystem for the benefit of everybody in the community. Mm, I love that. Creating an uh, educational ecosystem for betterment of community. Um, and with amazing acronym of EPIC, which again, it's creating um, emerging pathways for innovation, uh, for innovative careers, right? Yeah, and it, the, the cool thing about that is the students came up with that name. That was oh my a, gosh, like I we love had, it. So we, had like a, we had like a panel, like a naming committee, and there was like six or eight names that were being considered, and, and that one, was, the students came up with it, and that was chosen, and uh, away we went, yeah. I love it. See all those beautiful stories, as you just said, knowing the community, knowing the needs, engaging community, then you truly create a magic and the best path forward. With that in mind, um, so the campus is open in full. You guys are having a lot of things going on, but you also have some great opportunities for large companies. We were mentioning uh, that we're second in Colorado and airs. Uh, uh, aerospace and specifically yep. we have a lot of engineering companies and a lot of companies uh, that are already part of it but you have a huge gaps and also opportunities for others to uh, partake so where you see opportunities across the industries where again who is watching listening right. sharing information uh, that they can also either them directly or their colleagues or friends that they know step up and really tremendously contribute the game the, that's a great question, Isabella. And, and really, it, every industry sector can participate and help us. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, aerospace is all about engineering and advanced manufacturing and electronics, computer science, uh, anywhere from software development to cybersecurity to AI machine learning, right? Construction, we're both doing the construction side as well as the design side. Healthcare, very broad right? Um, entrepreneurship will be doing not just entrepreneurship, but also investing in real estate. Um, our future educator, we want teachers. And whether it's, it's the littles who are in early childhood or all the way up to high school and, and post-secondary. And then our natural resources pathway, you know, it, it's all about sustainability of Colorado resources. It's, so it's very broad. And we are still developing our curriculum. We, it'll never be static. And we love it when industry sits side by side with our teachers and say, hey, here's our needs. Here are the skills, the knowledge, and the abilities that we want our, our entering workforce to have. And then we take that and weave it into the learning right away so that when our students leave, they're better suited for success, both from a technical standpoint, but also having those essential skills that are highly valued. Um, we've actually designed and are building a... Uh, an industry partnership area within our campus. It'll be like a, a, a kind of a big office where industry can come in and do their own work or work side by side with the students. Um, so we're going to be hosting lots of industry partners within the uh, Epic campus, both in the capacity of, of doing their own work, but also working side by side with our students and sometimes on industry sponsored contracts. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. That is amazing. So guys, again, for watching and listening, I'm going to be sharing a lot of these opportunities and, and then also opportunity for you to directly connect with Bill because 
Um, they're still having a lot of uh, heavy lifting to do before campus opens this fall. But things are happening rapidly fast and then just having these different pathways, uh, seminary orator believer um, that are out there already uh, being um, identified and building upon and from wide range of partnerships and opportunities, but the best part learning where also companies can learn a great deal from very innovative young um, ladies and gentlemen uh, and young students that are super eager to apply their creativity and and really suck up amazing knowledge uh, through the process, right? Absolutely, it's uh, you, you give kids a little time and space to be creative, and you never know what they're going to come up with. And uh, a lot of times, it's amazing what they do come up with. And so, I'm really looking forward to seeing how these kids take advantage of of the time and the space that we're going to be providing them through these courses and in these environments. And obviously, you're already living and leading with your amazing legacy. But one thing I want to really ask you, Bill, with everything now, with Epic Campus opening and everything else, what else is there in this bucket of yours to accomplish? And what would you like your legacy to be known for? That's a great question. I I truly want to be able to, you know, when I end up leaving education space, to to know that I was a part of a team that was able to create learning environments environments where all students feel valued, all students are allowed to fail in, in pursuit of success and to better themselves emotionally, intellectually, academically, and, and, and be able to see where it is that they can go as opposed to having too many doors that are shut. I want to pull down as many barriers as possible and lift as many students up as I can. And, uh, you know, that's really, if I I to say, you know, what would my legacy maybe be is like, hey, that dude actually didn't give a crap about the traditional tenets of education and really helped some students be successful. Mm, you're definitely at the pioneering and trailblazing and transforming. So um, that's definitely ensured. And based on just the hearing a success uh, that you already have before even it's campus open, we cannot wait to have you to come again back on the show and have a follow-up conversation and learn more. But in the meantime, for everybody eager to learn more about Epic Campus and education, where they can go or where who should they get in touch and how should they get in touch to learn more just and, and participate? Right. So uh, you could pretty much just Google Epic Campus and it'll come right up uh, or Google Littleton Public Schools and you can navigate to it. Uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with me directly, you're more than welcome to. Um, my email is wgilmore, G-I-L-M-O-R-E at L-P-S dot K-1-2 dot C-O dot U-S. And they'll probably have to rewind this video to get that. I don't know why it's so difficult, but yeah. Um, and, or just call Isabella and she knows how to get a hold of it. <laughs> we will definitely get your email available to them as well as your LinkedIn profile so they can get in touch that way as well. And we're definitely going to be doing a lot of Googling and a lot of homework. And anything in closing that you'd like to share, because this actually episode was indeed very epic, not just because of Epic Campus, but also all the amazing things you've been doing in order to get to this place and showing what's possible, that is possible to innovate public education system, 
that it is possible to come together, uh, even though some things might feel very bureaucratic or very slow or whatever, because it takes, again, visionary leaders like yourself and look at, voila, amazing results. Ah, oh, boy, I don't know. If, if, if there's people out there who, you know, have companies or work in industry or are at all interested or even like are fed up with the traditional education system and you want to try and make a difference or you want to have a hand in cultivating the next generation of the United States workforce, come talk to us and then come talk to our kids, uh, support learning in a different way and, and let's get these kids accelerated to, to really be the next leaders for, for you know, what's, what's going to happen in the next probably 10, 15, 20 years. Because you know what? Guys like me with the gray hair, we're going to retire and we need to be able to ensure that those people who are coming back up behind us are, are better than we were. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.